Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of XS Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. In this is episode 72 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now on today's show we have Lindsay visiting us today where she's going to be talking about her time working as a tour guide for the great movie ride. So super excited to have her on today. She did that while she was on her Disney College program, which I could have sworn you probably had to be like a full-time cast member to do that role, but it's amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to what she had to say about that. Uh, and up front, I just want to apologize for my like nasally little voice today. I got uh, a little bit of a cold, a little bit under the weather today, so not feeling great, but I'm not going to let that stop me from putting out a show for you guys, so... But all right, I'm going to let Lindsay take over the conversation so we can hear about her time working at the Great Movie Ride on this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Lindsay from Cincinnati, Ohio. Lindsay, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, feeling a little bit under the weather, but that is not going to stop me from doing the show today, so <laughs> no complaints here, but um, so how's your week been so far? Been pretty good. Busy at work, but good. Oh, exciting, exciting. Not too bad. What's going on? Oh, sorry, my wife like interrupted down here for a second, stealing her charger. But we uh, we're on the move now. So okay, so Lindsay, we're here today to talk about your old your old job or your old internship working for the Disney College program today. Uh, so before we kind of get into that, I want to know a little bit about your background of Disney parks history. So kind of like not Disney parks history, but like your history with the Disney parks. Like, how did you fall in love with it? Did you were you always a fan of the Disney parks? Did you kind of find it later on? Um, so I've always been a fan. My first trip was when I was two years old, and my most recent trip was actually a couple weeks ago. Um, my grandma and grandpa bought into Disney Vacation Club in the late 80s, and so I've been to Disney besides working there around 20 times. 
Um, so my entire family loves Disney. I've always had that love of it. So when I got the opportunity to work there, I definitely jumped on it. And my family definitely jumped on the opportunity to come visit me down there. So. Wow. So you're, yeah, your, your family's pretty much all in on Disney. So. Yes, absolutely. Nice. So I, I, I would imagine you took advantage of your grandparents' DVC membership for probably as long as you can remember. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What was uh, what was like your favorite resort kind of staying in as you as you grew up? So we have always um, we've branched off a little bit, but our home resort is Old Key West, mainly because that was when they bought in. That was really the only one. So they bought into that one, and we've kind of just grown up there. So it's always been our home away from home, and so we've never really strayed from it. Okay. Yeah, no, Old Key West was the first time I ever stayed at it, and I never, I, I mean, I know I've said this on the show before, but I never really had, an a, like, an appeal towards it ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, ah, it seems like a pretty lame resort, but, like, I loved it, and we're staying again this November. Like, I absolutely loved that resort, and I, you said home away from home, and that's exactly what it feels like when you, mm-hmm. when you go back from the parks. Like, you're just, you're just, you come home, and like, that's it. Like, you're not dealing with any other crowds, like with like the big lobbies or whatever. Like, hey, I love Wilderness Lodge, Lodge and everything, but I don't have to deal with the the crowds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've tried, we've stayed at a ton of different places, but I mean. Old Key West is home, and we keep coming back to that one. So that's the one we stayed at most recently, and now we're up to now we need a grand villa and an extra studio with how many people are in my family and the little ones. So. Oh wow, yeah, that I can only imagine what the grand villas, uh, like how big those are, because the two bedrooms are enormous. Like they're the biggest on property, because again, those were the first resorts, so they made them really big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're yeah, they're huge. But if you had to like, if you had to, what's your like favorite thing about Oki West? If you had kind of had to give the listeners like, maybe they haven't been before, but like, they've never thought about going. Like me, I was always kind of against going. But what's like one of your your favorite things about it? I would say, I mean, it is for someone who I mean, some families like Boardwalk because it is so convenient to like bars and restaurants and things like that but old key west really gives you that calm experience so when you're go 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 at the parks all day it is sometimes really nice to just come back to kind of quiet and zen and relax and really have like this peaceful experience hearing the crickets hearing the frogs and things like that yeah no and i i totally can relate to that because like on our last trip we we it was a very last minute trip we did it like within a month in advance so like we kind of just like we're very spontaneous with it it's a cold old key west was the only thing available because my father-in-law is a dvc member and that's how we felt we felt really relaxed with it because like we don't need to rope drop that's not kind of how we vacation anymore at disney we we don't really rope drop so we kind of just slept in and again it felt like we were at home we don't have to worry about anything so we had the kitchen which was great we just made breakfast and then we got to the parks at like 11 o'clock noon and it's not like we're missing out on anything we just had a later start so Mm -hmm. uh cool but yeah, so, oh yeah, I always love talking about people's experiences and kind of how they kind of grew up with Disney, but uh, we are here to talk about your time working for the Disney College program. So before we got, we get into that, like, did you, 
did you hear about as growing up did you know about the disney college program like when was the first time you you, you heard about it i heard about it all growing up and i always wanted to do it um I didn't really think it was going to be an option for me just because right now I'm a child and family therapist and so I had to go to grad school and so kind of taking a semester off of college would have postponed grad school for a full year because you can't start in the middle of the year. So I didn't really ever think it was going to be an option for me. But then in my last semester of grad school, I heard that as long as you are in grad school or in college when you apply you can graduate and then go down. So that's what I did. It really had nothing to do with my degree or anything job related for me, but it was just something I always wanted to do. And I found out that I could have that opportunity. So I definitely jumped on it. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty smart move doing it at the end. I wish I had known that I could do it at the end because I totally would have done it. But uh, yeah, okay, cool. So, so you, you decided to apply. So what year was this that you were going into it? So I started the application probably around like March of 2016. And then I, I actually was laying in bed one night and I couldn't sleep. So I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad and I was like, oh, man, I wish I could do that. And I looked into it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. So I went ahead and applied at like 3 a.m. I didn't really even tell my parents that I had applied until I would made it through like the third round of interviews. And then I was like, oh, by the way, um, <laughs> I might be moving to Florida in a couple months. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, oh, to Disney. And they were like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Cool. So what's like, what job roles? Cause I know you kind of had to apply to some, like what job roles stuck out to you the most? Like, what did you want to do? Um, well, right off the bat, I knew I was too tall to be a princess, which to be friends with a princess, which kind of broke my heart. But, um, I really knew I wanted to do something where in the parks where I was interacting with people all the time, I really wanted to be part of that Disney magic that I had so much of growing up. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so before we get to what your job role was, like, I assume, so did you go to school in uh, Ohio as well? Or did you kind of leave were you at all? Or are you a local to, to college? I, I stayed, I went to University of Cincinnati um, for college for both my undergrad and my master's. So I had really not left home before this. Okay, so how is how is that transition going down there away from like your family? Because I mean, I know you, you've been to Orlando plenty of times growing up, but it's one thing to go with your family, and it's a, it's another leaving them totally behind. So how was that transition for you? I was a little nervous, definitely more excited about it, and my family was already planning their trips down there. So I think I actually only went like a month without seeing my family. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so that definitely helped, but I was a little nervous just because I had never left home and now I was moving like a thousand miles away. Um, but I mean, like I said, Disney is home away from home. So if I was going to move anywhere, that's where it would be. Nope. Totally understand. So, all right, cool. So what was the job role that you got? So I found out that I was going to be a tour guide on the great movie ride. Oh, so I, 
So I'm so jealous, and I just I'm so curious how, like, how did you even manage to get that role? Because it that's it that seems like a role that would be for like actual cast member well i mean i know you're a cast member but like like full-time employees like someone mm-hmm. that has to like be in entertainment and would have to audition for that so i need to know the whole process of like how you got that role and like the training and everything like that so actually um i have no background in acting whatsoever um so <laughs> i was kind of surprised and a little terrified when i found out that I was going to be on Great Movie Ride. Um, pretty pretty terrified. <laughs> I actually wrote it when I found out I was going to be on there. I wrote it with my brand new roommate. And we actually looked for like hidden projector screens where they had the lines for people to read. And I was like, oh, it's got to be here. They can't memorize all this. There's no way. And um, so, yeah, but... As far as the interview process, I did the phone interview. I talked to them about really wanting to be a part of just making that magic for families, really being involved with that. Um, And I'm not exactly sure how I got it, to be perfectly honest. I'm very grateful that I did because I absolutely loved it. Um, But yeah, people would ask me all the time when they found out I mean, all the college program would be like, oh, what'd you get, what'd you get? And I would say, I got a tour guide. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was my dream job. Like, how much acting experience do you have? You must have a ton. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like Disney trying to like maybe push you out of your comfort zone or something like that, but. I definitely think so. They yeah. must've saw something in me that I didn't see quite off the bat. But yeah. it ended up working out, and I really loved it. Did you have, like, a fear of public speaking at all, or, or were you fine with it? Um, I was okay with it um, as far as public speaking. The main thing I was terrified of was just the sheer amount you have to memorize. Yeah. And in such a short period of time. Yeah, no, that definitely seems like a lot. Um, yeah, so kind of d- talk to me about like, so you, now you have you have the position, you go through like your the, the traditions for mm-hmm. just Disney in general. So what was, how did they kind of throw you in there? Like, how did you start training for this? What, what tactics did you do to memorize those lines? Um, so the first day I went in and I think it was like a 7 a.m. shift. And I met my trainer and he gave me this huge packet of the lines. And he was like, here are your lines. Like you'll have to memorize them. And I even looked at him and I was like, wait, there's no projector. And he laughed at me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he was like, all right, so it's Monday. So you're gonna be going live in front of guests, fully memorized on Wednesday. Two, Two days? Yes. Wow. Two days. It was, and it was seven to five shift Monday, seven to five shift Tuesday, and then like a five to like nine shift on Wednesday. So not only was it two days, but it was like working full days that, I mean, they did give you some time to memorize, but when you were working, you were learning how to drive the vehicles and kind of like the show blocking and things like that. And all the other, I mean, pieces of great movie ride, like, the 
loading the vehicles, um, working the line, managing the ropes, things like that. Okay, so you had to do all of those positions because I guess it's similar. We've had some people on that worked Kilimanjaro safaris because they so they did the, they drove the vehicle and did the tour guide, but they also worked every position. So I, th- you're saying you did the same thing, right? Where you had the yeah. you not only were the tour guide, but you did everything. Yep. Okay. So then, how many how many like positions do you would you say there are? Um, within Great Movie Ride, you could just like round it up. Like you don't have to list like everyone. Ten. Okay. Probably ten different positions, and then you're also they pull people from Great Movie Ride to do um, like the shows outside. So, like Galaxy Far Far Away, the March of the First Order, as well as the fireworks. So it's also learning all those too. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. They pull people from Great Movie Ride, or at least they did. I'm, I'm pretty sure they, well, not Great Movie Ride anymore. Yeah. <laughs> May rest but, in um, peace. A few different rides and shows they pull to work the um, shows and fireworks. Okay. So, so for those like first two days, like what, how did you memorize those lines? Because I assume you're also training for the other position Mm -hmm. so like how did what did you do to memorize those lines so when i went home after work i highlighted made notes everything like that i also made a recording of myself saying the lines and would listen to it and kind of say it along while i was listening to it on my phone and then i would also (laughs) i would um fall asleep to it because i was like i need to get in as much time as i can I think that's that's a great idea though. I would have never thought of that. The the whole recording thing. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so then it was like even if I wasn't with my script, I could still be listening to it and practice saying it along with it. Yeah, it just kind of becomes like muscle memory after a yeah. while. So it's funny cuz I had a conversation at uh, my friend's birthday this past weekend and he listens to my show and he he had always thought the intro to my show where I say like uh, welcome to Access Press Podcast and blah, blah, blah. Like, he thought that was a pre-recorded thing that I just use every single week. Oh, but, wow. But I, I have to re-record it because I say the date and the episode. And I'm like, no, I have to re-record that every single day. He's like, oh, really? So, I mean, it's like that where it just becomes muscle memory after a while. And you just, you know how to use the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You just kind of know how to say it after a while. So, I assume... That's what would happen to you. You just kind of get in a rhythm of how yeah. to like say certain scenes and stuff like that. Definitely. Uh, neat. So okay. So then Wednesday, Wednesday comes about now, and then and then what happens? The first time you had to uh, use your lines. I actually was able. So they'll um, send you with your trainer, and they'll send kind of like an empty vehicle so you'll still do everything as you would if there was guests on it but it'll just be no guests just to and then after that your trainer will give you notes and kind of say like oh you forgot this word i mean it was word for word like he would say like there was one time i was like welcome aboard at this time i'd like to ask that everyone whatever and he'd be like actually it's at this time we'd like to and so it was like it was that particular so they would give notes after each time and then if you were doing well they would be like all right this time we're gonna put people on it it's like okay so wow so you have to be that specific yes i mean i can't imagine i mean they're not gonna be watching you every time i can't imagine that you would 
have have all that i mean i know you memorized it but i can't i can't think that you'd be that specific every single time i mean would they judge you on that at all or no yeah and they would actually um sometimes they would just kind of have like a leader or a manager ride a random show and just kind of do like a spot check and make oh, okay. sure we were all doing it the same wow that's that's pretty intense so yeah so was it after a while was it just easy for you to to pick it all up yeah um once you got it i mean i was while in my CP, I lived in the apartment complex and I shared a bedroom and my roommate would say that I would say to my sleep, especially <laughs> in the beginning. So once you got it, it definitely stuck. Okay, nice. Uh, I had a question in my head and I can't remember it anymore. Um, but okay, so so did you, did you mostly work um, like... Were your shifts regular time? Did you have like a, a morning shift or an evening shift or was it kind of just like crazy hours? Um, it was mainly closing shifts. I very rarely ever opened just because like you said, a lot, Great Movie Ride is a pretty sought after role. And so it was a lot of full-time people and people who had been there for years. So they definitely had the more like open to 5 p.m. schedule whereas they kind of filled cps in where there was gaps which is understandable because we didn't have families down there and that was what we were there for yeah no it makes sense and i just remember my question that i wanted to ask uh so about like how many times a, a, i guess a, a work a work day like how many times did you have to do the ride because the ride i f honestly i forget how long it is it's what like 20 minutes or something 22 minutes. Okay. And you're not on the ride at at all times because they, they have the whole, that whole scene where like the actor would come in and like you would kind of get taken away. I forget, I forget how it went. Can you remind yeah. us? Yeah. So either um, there's a shootout with a gangster or there is the shootout with um, a bandit or a cowboy. And so they would kind of my vehicle would stop or I'd see something that would make my vehicle stop and I'd get off and kind of go to investigate and um, something would happen with the bandit or the gangster. They would start shooting guns and so I would run off and um, I mean in the gangster part I run off to so supposedly I go to find the narrator, which is Robert Osborne, because he bailed on us. Um, and then in the bandit scene, I go into the bank because someone's robbing the bank. And I actually, it looks like I get blown up in the bank. So that one's a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then um, the bandit or the gangster takes over. And then they get to um, Anubis, which is kind of like the... Um, right before it was the Indiana Jones scene. And so the bandit sees this jewel up like in the um, kind of like pyramid tomb. And so they stop and they're gonna go and steal the jewel. And so the jewel is cursed. And so they end up becoming a skeleton and I come back, save the day and then go on with the rest of the tour. Nice. So I'm kind of curious, was there any like cool 
uh, like kind of backstage magic like how what can you kind of describe a little bit like i i kind of want to know more about like the backstage magic and like kind of how disney works this ride so like if if you want it's up to you if you want to describe it or not or if you want to keep the secret but like how does it what does it kind of look like you go into the bank and then you disappear like what's like is it does it take a while to get to the next position like what's what's that like not too long i mean you walk back there you can get there's like a water fountain you can get a drink of water and then you basically are right up to you walk up some steps and you're right up to anubis um which is kind of the tomb scene. But I think the worst part of going backstage is they actually had a, because there's an alien scene on the ride, and so they had a prop alien head. And so the more seasoned great movie writers would enjoy sometimes scaring the college program great movie writers. So, so because we would just be running off, bullets would be flying. So we're just focused on like getting off stage, doing what we got to do. And as soon as we run off stage, they'd be kind of hiding because it's dark back there <laughs> and they'd be hiding with the alien head on. And one time I screamed quite loud and I'm pretty sure my tour actually heard it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was interesting. Yeah, so. don't you usually have to put like a costume on as well? Did yeah. you have to do that? So once you get up to Anubis, um, you're actually you go on to set before your vehicle pulls in, and it's like a robe and then a hood. So it looks like, but you're facing away from your vehicle, so you look like you're just an animatronic, and. Uh, but then once the person, the bandit or the gangster comes up and they turn into a skeleton, then you turn around and everyone sees like, oh my gosh, it's our tour guide again. And Yay, they claps clap. and cheers. Yeah. yeah, it's real awkward if they don't clap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did that happen often? Um, not too often. Sometimes when it was like a smaller crowd at the end of the night, yeah. they would just be like, we just came on this ride for air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure when the ride's pretty full, like people know like that's coming, and like they they know that they ha they should clap, and yeah. uh, that's funny. So like, what were some of your um like your memorable moments while working the the great movie ride? Because I can I can imagine there's plenty of stories. Like, what's what are a few like special memories that kind of stood out to, uh, to you? Um, so probably the biggest one from my entire college program. I was actually working on the Star Wars fireworks show and um, they had been talking about this special VIP was coming to the park to watch the fireworks. They weren't really saying who it was or anything. Like it was very secretive. Um, but I ended up being in charge of kind of patrolling the walkway right in front of this special VIP section for the fireworks. And turns out it was Bob Iger. Oh wow! The CEO of the Disney Corporation. Yeah, uh, the uh, the guy. <laughs> yes, and a bunch of other very very important people who you definitely want to impress. And um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna do my job the best I can. <laughs> he either one doesn't notice me or notices me for a good reason. So 
But he actually, after the fireworks, he ended up coming up to me and telling me how great a job I did and how I am a shining example of a cast member. And so that was probably one of the highlights of my program. Yeah, I mean, the, the head of the entire Walt Disney Company is giving you one of the biggest compliments ever, which is simply amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I immediately, like, after my shift, called my dad and my mom and was like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what were you doing? Like, what, like, what did you have to do while, while he was there? Like, you were just patrolling a pathway to make sure it was clear? Like, what did you have to, what were you doing to make him, like, kind of compliment you? Um, so definitely making sure that that emergency walkway was clear, but I always liked, I always tried to, because there's pretty limited viewing for that fireworks show actually. And so I really tried to, if families came and kind of didn't have a spot or I had to tell them like, Hey, sorry, you can't stand there. I tried to give them other options. Be like, actually, like not a lot of people know about it, but if you go over here, you can get a good view of it or like, and just talking with guests as they would walk by and interacting with the kids and the families and things like that. So I always, if I was going to kind of give them bad news, like, Hey, you can't stand there. I always tried to give them another option. Yeah. No. And I think that's like, such a big thing in, in any job is like, just don't tell someone no, like give them a better option if they can. Like I, I kind of do the same thing uh, throughout my career. It's just, I think that's such a big thing to know to do. So that's great that you were able to be that shining example. And especially in front of Bob Iger, who is uh, <laughs> the most important person within the Walt Disney company. So mm-hmm. as of right, as of right now, I should say, but um, right. yeah. Uh, cool. So, any any other cool like memories working uh, the 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 great movie ride? Anything happened on there? Um. So we had a couple of like I guess mega fans of the great movie ride who would come on, and these kids. I mean, they knew the script sometimes better than I did, and so just kind of being in, able to interact with them, and we knew them by name because they would come all the time. They were locals. And so just being able to see them get excited about it every single time. And so we actually had a um, junior tour guide jacket and it was basically a mini blazer, just like we would wear. And it would had like the, the cast member name tag that said like junior tour guide and stuff. And so being able, um, I was able to let one of our really really dedicated kids be able to wear that for the first time and get pictures with it and he was just in awe he was like oh my gosh this is and this is just the coolest thing and i can't wait to work here which now looking back is kind of sad <laughs> but at the moment it was just really neat because a lot of times younger kids didn't really fully understand the great movie ride it was a little older just because of the movies sometimes they hadn't seen all the movies and so when you had a kid who was really excited about it and being able to just get them even more excited that was really cool no no definitely that's that's neat yeah that's uh it seems like a, a nice magical moment that you had created for those those kids i was curious if you were able to do any kind of magical moments like that working on the great movie ride but hey you just uh gave gave a great example so Mm -hmm. any any other stories uh like that um we could also kind of like 
if we were out front um, kind of backdooring people and just getting them right onto the ride, um, we would do that a lot. We would also, every once in a while, um, we could have like a gangster do a little meet and greet or a bandit do a little meet and greet. Um, and also, I think a lot of people forget about just the cool things that are in the courtyard and are still there and hopefully will be preserved. But as far as like the handprints and things, um, being able to show people those. And I mean, a lot of people just kind of blow past them to get to the ride, which I mean, I was one of those people too growing up, but really having them be like, oh, and like this person was actually here. Like this is actually their handprints and things, especially when Star Wars was coming out again and things like that. Cause we have a couple of Star Wars characters in there that people don't really realize. Yeah, there's a lot of great, because I remember looking at it last year, because it's been a while since I had even looked at it, I'm like, oh, this person's here, that, that person? I mean, I can't remember who they were at the time, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's always great to um, to kind of, yeah, take a look at those, The I guess you could say the Hall of Fame, or what do they call it in Hollywood? The, uh, I can't, um, the, what, what the handprints, don't they? Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, I forget the certain name. Keanu Reeves actually got his handprints uh, cemented in Hollywood today. But I f why can't I remember the ceremony name? Anyways, but I'm, I'm blanking. But, uh, all right, cool. So, I mean, I, I want to talk about some other things, but, I mean, I could probably talk about Great Movie Ride for a while. So was there, I mean, anything else that happened during Great Movie Ride? Like, um, did you work for on it for, like, six months? How long was your, your, your time period there? Um, it was about seven months that I was able to work on it. Um, we got to meet some famous people, so that was really exciting. Oh, yeah, like who? Um, we met Adam Levine um, from Maroon 5, John Stamos. Who's like um, the biggest Disney fan, John Stamos. Oh, my gosh. He no. actually, um, he was on, he went on one of the other tour guides rides and he was such a fan of them. He like will tweet at him whenever they're going down and be like, Hey, like we're going to be down this time to this time. Like, when do you work when great movie ride was still open? And he'd like go and request them. Like they were like best pals after that. It was crazy. Oh, wow. That's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think, um, buddy Velastro, like cake boss from TLC, him and his whole family were down there. Oh, really? <laughs> Um, some of the Kardashians. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Great Movie Ride is like one of the staples, and it's kind of a shame that it's it is gone. Like, I was really hoping. I want to know your thoughts on it, but like, I really, I was hoping they would just update it a bit. I mean, yeah. I think it was. I I love the ride, but I know it didn't appeal as much to the younger generations anymore. Mm -hmm. So. I know that's tough, and I'm kind of wary of the new Mickey and Minnie ride that's going in, but, like, what are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I think they definitely could have done some updating. I think it needed it um, just to make it a little more appealing to, like you said, the younger audiences. But they did, I'm, I'm a little scared of the Mickey and Minnie ride. Mainly, I'm not sure I love the animation style. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it either. Yeah, and I I read somewhere that they're putting, like, a neon sign on the front of the building saying, like, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, 
which I don't necessarily love just because I think the building is so iconic that putting a neon sign on it may not fit what yeah. the building looks like. I haven't heard that one, but I'd be pretty upset if they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that just came out within the last few weeks and they say like, oh yeah, you'll be able to see it all the way down like um, the main street. And I'm like, Hollywood oh. Boulevard, I think. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's hope not. I uh, just yeah. de- definitely don't want that to happen, but gotcha. Cool. So when maybe we'll circle back to the the uh, the cast mem- or the the time you worked at the ride, but I want kind of want to know like what were some of the things that you loved to do when you weren't working, the things that you did outside of the park or outside of your job. My absolute favorite time is food and wine. I'm actually in the process of planning my trip for October, and. So, actually, September. Oh, it's even sooner. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) But food and wine was amazing. My roommates and I would be like, hey, what do we want for dinner? And we'd be like, "Mm, let's go to Epcot and just (laughs) eat everything. Yeah. So, that was amazing. I really just loved taking advantage of being able to go to the parks anytime and just relax. I mean, if all my roommates were working or people were working and I just wanted to chill day on my own, there would be times when I'd just grab a book and I'd go to Magic Kingdom and I'd sit on the hub grass and just kind of chill out and read a book and relax, which was something that I don't think I really got to do before living there just because when you go to Disney, you're like, okay, I gotta do this and I gotta do this and I gotta do this. There's so much to do that sometimes you don't get to take that minute to just be like, let me just sit here and just enjoy it and look at the castle and just enjoy the view. Yeah. I mean, you have all the time in the world that you can do that when you're on the, the Disney College program or just working there. You can. It makes me want to be a local sometimes or I wish I could do that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The only time I really got a chance to do that is I went to, I was in California a couple of years ago and I spur of the moment, I was visiting a buddy in LA and I'm like, you know what? I want to go to Disneyland for my last day before my, my uh, red eye flight. So I spent the day at Disneyland and I like did everything I wanted, but I kind of just took the time to just kind of like sit down and chill and relax. And I kind of wish I had that more, like you just said, on your vacations where it's usually like, just go, go, go. What's the next thing we got going on? But um, it is nice to take those moments when you can. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool. So do you, do you know, I don't know if the Bob Iger moment was like your favorite memory, but uh, overall your entire experience, like what was your, your favorite memory working there? Hmm. So I was able, when I was working, um, the Star Wars stage shows, I was able to make kind of a magical moment for, um, one of the guests and, I was talking to them before the show because they were there super early and um, the park was kind of slow that day. So I was talking to them and the family was from over in Europe and the boy, he was about nine and he was in a wheelchair. And so I was asking him, I was like, oh, like, what are you most excited to see today? And the mom was like, we came all the way from Europe to this park because this is the park with the most Star Wars in it, and he is obsessed with Chewbacca. And so through talking to the family, I found out that the little boy had just been paralyzed about six months before. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And um, so uh, 
some foundation over there had talked to him and was like, hey, we can put up half the money for you to go there. We know he loves Star Wars. So if you can come up with half, we'll come up with half and you can go. And so the family was like, absolutely, of course. And so they told him about the trip, was planning the trip, and everything was going good. And then like two months before they left for Disney, the foundation somehow lost funding and couldn't put up half anymore. Oh. So the family kind of had to pinch some pennies and figure out a way to make things work because everything was already booked and the little boy was so excited and it was kind of the first thing he had been happy about and months since the accident happened and so mom was like yeah we're kind of just peanut butter and jelly while we're in the park and probably for a while when we get home but we're here and stuff so I was able to run to um one of our gift shops and I got the little boy because they were going to stay and watch the show and I got the little boy the biggest Chewbacca stuffed animal it could find through the no strings so I was able to get that for him of course for free and I came back and I was good friends with Chewbacca so I talked to him before he went on stage and so I went around and gave it to the boy just as Chewbacca was going on stage and Chewbacca of course waved and pointed at him and then afterwards we were able to get him a private meet and greet with Chewbacca and stuff. So that was probably, I mean, that might top Bob Iger to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no. That. Yeah, that's a, that's a really special moment and I'm glad you were able to do that. That's, yeah, that's really neat. How, how old was he? I don't, I don't remember if you said. He was about nine years old. Oh, geez. Well, I'm, it's great that you're able to do what you can in the moment to kind of right. help him and make him as, as happy as uh, they can be. And I know the parents are probably appreciative of, of that as well. So, yeah. Uh, awesome. So we're kind of winding down on time here. So were there any kind of last like memories or things you want to talk about? I know we're, we're, we're short on time, but was there any last things you kind of wanted to talk about through your, um, uh, the program that you've you might not have mentioned already that you kind of wanted to bring up? Um, I think just the continuing opportunities that I've gotten because of Disney. Um, I was lucky enough to have some international roommates. I had two from Denmark, um, one from Japan, and then my other roommate was from New Jersey. And so last February, I was actually, we were all able to go to Denmark and we flew into Copenhagen and my two roommates from Denmark obviously came, my roommate from Japan flew over, my roommate from Jersey came. So we were all able to spend a week in Denmark and then me and my roommate from Jersey, we went to Ireland on our way home and we're in the process of planning a trip to Japan next. So, and I've been to New Jersey as well to visit my roommate. So just the continuing opportunities that I've gotten to travel the world really that I never would have had without Disney. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's great that you're able to create those like long lasting bonds with those, those roommates. Cause sometimes you hear horror, horror stories from your roommates. So I know <laughs> I got very, very, very lucky. They're some of my best friends. I still talk to them all the time. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that's great. That's really good to hear that you're you're able to keep up with them. And uh, I, I assume that, like, where did they work in Epcot at all? Or, like, where what were their kind of job roles? Actually, none of them worked in Epcot. Okay, uh, I wasn't sure if they were, well, they were, there's no Denmark over there, duh. But, like, I wasn't sure if, like, they were part of, like, the international program or whatever. Um. So, they, both of my roommates from Denmark worked in, um, 
food and beverage in Hollywood Studios. And then my roommate from Japan, she worked at World of Disney in Disney Springs. Okay. All right, cool. Well, sounds good. So kind of as we wrap things up, I always ask uh, each person, like, what their favorite Disney parks, like, background music is, because I always like to loop it in as we have our conversation when people listen back to this. So what is, like, what's your favorite background music? What's something that you always maybe listen to when you're you're not at the parks or just in your free time? Um, I really, probably my favorites are the music that plays right outside Great Movie Ride. I don't actually know if they've changed it since closing or um, right when you walk into the entrance of like right under the tunnels of Magic Kingdom. Like you just come under the tunnels and you're about to turn and see the castle. That music right there. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So I think I'm pretty sure it's just the great movie ride, like kind of cue music in the front (laughs) of it, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, is it Main Street? USA or is it just like the the music that plays at the Magic Kingdom entrance because I don't know how far that goes uh, maybe it's not on Main Street but maybe the tunnel music is still the Disney World where it does it have like the Pirates theme and all that in it yes okay so that okay yeah, yeah, it's th- yeah. a mix of everything in it yeah so uh, I love yeah I love that loop that's the yeah, the Magic Kingdom entrance music okay it's cool so maybe I'll do a mix of both of those for you so yeah. uh but cool. So any any last words before we kind of get out of here today? Um, I appreciate any opportunity to talk about Disney. So I really appreciate you having me on. Of course. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we can get together to do this. And you said you have a, a few trips coming up this year? Yep. I'll be there in September. I get to take my boyfriend for his first time in 20 years. So Wow. He's in for a treat. <laughs> I, I kind of wish I was in his shoes going for the first time as like an adult. So I know, right? Yeah, no, that's going to be amazing. So, cool. Make sure you give you get them all the great like beverages and drinks, so yeah. many great alcohol down there and all the food. Going um, during food and wine, so I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. I think that's awesome. So, all right, cool. So, Lindsay, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, well, my Instagram is lindsaydoll1. It's L I N D S A Y. D-O-L-L, and then just the number one. Um, I have stuff on there from just normal every day to my time at Great Movie Ride, and of course all of my trips that I still take will show up on there from time to time. Awesome, and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so you guys can easily find her, but all right, Lindsay, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. It's uh, learning about the great movie ride. I mean, I feel like we could have talked about it even more, but uh, it's, it, it, I, I just, it was so much fun listening to everything you had to say about that. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. No problem. All right. Well, I hope you have a good night, all right? You too. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show once again. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and learning everything that you had to talk about for the great movie ride. You had some really fantastic memories meeting Bob Iger, helping out the the child. That was really, really, really special. And I'm glad that you were able to share with us today. 
And if guys, if there are any of you out there that would like to be on the show, if you were a previous cast member and you want to be interviewed on the show, please reach out and I would love to get you on a future episode. But that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the podcast. And guys, I just want to remind you that for the first time where you, the listeners of the show, can support the podcast. Uh, if you want, please head over to excesspresspodcast.com where you can check out the brand new shop that we have open. Uh, there are some shirts up there that you can grab and we have our first ever Excess Press t-shirt. Uh, you can get one of those today. They are, they are very extremely limited in quantity, so we don't have too many of those. But you can head over there and get one today. And all the money that is earned from this goes directly back into the show. It kind of goes towards the hosting costs and more merchandise in the future. So, And plus, there's also free shipping on all items. So, And also on the website, we have news articles going up. You can check out future or for future. You can check out past podcast episodes that we have there. But if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. If you're not following me on social media already, please do so. You can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also follow Katie at Magically Mootsy. She'll be back on this next episode of the new show. We're, we're going to be testing something out, so I'm pretty sure she'll be on this upcoming episode. So we'll see about that. Uh, and again, if you were a past cast member and you would like to be on the show, you can reach out to me. Or if anyone wants to reach out to me and maybe there's a question on an upcoming show that you want answered, you can shoot an email over to matt at excesspresspodcast.com. But all right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.